You're listening to the Adapt Centre podcast, where you'll discover insights into pioneering research that is empowering individuals and businesses to communicate and engage in new and exciting ways. My name is Andrew Allen. I'm a research fellow working with uh, Sabina Brennan on the BGLAD project. Uh, so that's an abbreviation of Brain Health, Genetics, Lifestyle and Dementia. Uh, Sabine is also the author of uh, the recent bestseller, 100 Days to a Younger Brain. So I thought I'd give that a little plug as well. And um, yeah, so the project uh, that uh, we're working on at the moment is, it's a collaboration between ADAPT and uh, Genomics Medicine Ireland. So it's looking at uh, healthy older adults aged over 60, looking at uh, genomic sequencing. So looking at the whole sequence of people's genes, um, but also doing cognitive assessments and looking at uh, mental health. So with cognitive assessments, we'd be looking at things like uh, memory uh, and attention. Uh, with the mental health, we'd be assessing uh, things like, uh, say, uh, depressive symptoms, uh, for want of a better word. And um, we'll be looking as well at lifestyle factors relating to dementia risk, uh, like exercise, um, alcohol consumption, smoking, and so forth. Um, so basically, we're, we're going to be generating quite a large database. Uh, so we're aiming to recruit over 2,000 uh, healthy older adults um, to look at all these factors and how they correlate with each other. So I suppose with the with genomic data, um, some of the effect sizes can be quite small. So it's important to have a large uh, data set in order to uh, have the statistical power to sort of pick up those, those um, relatively small effect sizes. Uh, but it should generate a really interesting data set. We're going to be uh, taking blood samples from healthy older adults and then analysing the, their full genomic sequence, uh, or I should say genomic medicine Ireland is going to be taking their full uh, genomic sequence. So it's basically looking at uh, all the genetic code uh, that uh, goes into you know generating proteins that uh, make up the human body and so on. So, I mean, there's been a lot of, there has, the last couple of decades, there's been interest in looking at, say, candidate uh, gene studies, which is where um, you take a particular gene going into a study and, and focus in particular on that. So, say, some, if a particular gene is associated with a brain chemical like serotonin, you might look at that particular gene. Um, but I suppose the issue is that there's so many different genes that within the genome that kind of interact with each other that plays uh, small roles in various kind of aspects of say brain function um, so I think it is of interest to kind of have that kind of that broad uh, view of the, the genome I probably know less about computer science than anyone else in ADAPT I'd say <laughs> my background is in psychology so um, uh, for the last number of years I've been quite interested in uh, mental health and cognition in older adults um, so I was working previously in University College Cork where we were, were looking at dementia caregivers. Um, so in that study we were looking at uh, mental health and cognition. Um, I was also collaborating with a group who were quite interested in the microbiome. So this is uh, the uh, genomics of the, the microbes uh, in the human body, particularly in the, the gastrointestinal system, which was what we were looking at. Um, so whereas the, the human genome is is relatively stable um, with the, the microbiome that can change over time with factors such as diet etc so for people who are kind of big into kind of analyzing big data sets you can generate you know a lot of uh, genomic data with these kind of microbiome studies 
I was also involved in a project um, in youth where we were, we were looking at autobiographical memory in older adults, so reminiscence and autobiographical memory, um, both in healthy older adults and uh, people with mild cognitive impairment or uh, dementia as well. So yeah, for the last uh, number of years, yeah, I've been interested in kind of uh, a number of uh, different aspects of, of human psychology that, that are relevant to the, the current project. So really, I should say, with our current work, um, we're still in the process of hiring uh, some research assistants to work on this, uh, this generating this data set, uh, collecting this data. So uh, yeah, we're about to embark on data collection uh, quite soon. So uh, yeah, we don't have results as yet. This is kind of a project uh, that we're kind of lining up now. Yeah, well, I mean, besides kind of the, the scientific interest uh, of this project, um, it's going... The hope is that this would be kind of contribute as controlled data for comparison to uh, patient groups as well. Um, so, I mean, there's a number of... Uh, um, there could be a number of patient groups uh, that it would be interesting to have, like, a, a large kind of control co cohort that are well characterised, uh, which we could uh, then be able to use to kind of have a better understanding of how uh, genomics kind of interacts with... Uh, let's say various kind of psychological factors um, so the, the hope is that down the line this could have some clinical applications as well well in terms of the future of the project as i say we're, we're still uh, getting ready to kick off with with data collection um, it's going to be a four-year project so if someone's 58 now they'll have time to get up to 60 so they, they can take part uh, uh, later on uh, we're do, going to be doing follow-up uh, assessments with the people who, um, who take part in the first uh, couple of years, so a one-year follow-up, a two-year follow-up, and so on, so that we can look at whether, say, the genomic profile and the psychological profile, the lifestyle profile at baseline, uh, is predictive in some ways of uh, any kind of outcomes at follow-up. So we're recruiting uh, healthy older adults, but in a large cohort, you might expect over a few years, you would have a subset within that cohort who might develop, say, mild cognitive impairment, for example, over time. So within that kind of larger cohort, it would be interesting to, to see what um, any of these, whether any of these factors uh, are predictive uh, yeah, at follow-up. Yeah, I mean, we're hoping to, to kind of extend the project out further. Um, so it would be great to, I suppose, the longer term follow-up you can have, like the, the more uh, information you can get from that. Uh, so obviously over one or two years, um, you might not see. Uh, most people, you know, aren't going to, to progress to any kind of major health problems. But if you could follow people up for five or six years um, and then try and generate a larger data set, that could be of greater interest. Thank you for listening to the Adapt Centre podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to stay up to date with our latest research and technology, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Adapt Centre, like us on LinkedIn and follow us on SoundCloud. Thank you.